I hear these preachers talk about talk about children born into the ministry that they um, that they've had the 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 pleasure of leading, and you know um, we have that here. We have that here where that children have been born into this born into this ministry, and they have godly parents, and you know we've we've dedicated these children. We've dedicated these children to the Lord, and we know what dedication is. Dedication was not, was not their moment of salvation. It was simply the moment when we, as a, when, 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 the parents, when the parents stood before the church and said they would raise their children in a godly home, and the church said, we will, we will do our part in this. And then, and then to come to this moment where, where Allison has where Allison has grown up in our in this ministry, has grown up in Awanas, has grown up in Vacation Bible School, has, at um, Sunday School and and um, Children's Church, and all that's going on, and and all of a sudden it all comes together, and 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 godly parents, godly parents are there to to answer and to teach and to do all of those things, and then to have the joy, to have the joy of that moment. I couldn't, I couldn't have scripted a greater gospel witnessing story for this morning if I had tried. When I heard that, and by the way, and by the way, I, I had tears of joy. Just, and, and I tell you, there's just nothing. There, and, and you know what? And and there are others, and there are others that I believe, I believe they too are on the brink. You know, whatever happened with Sadie. Whatever happened there, yeah, a lot of us would have liked to have been there for that. But you know what? There are other children that are right on the brink of that same decision. And I'm just excited. I'm just excited about um, the days ahead and, and, and the journey ahead. And, and praise the Lord for Allison and her boldness and, and her courage and her courage. And you know what? And you know what? She stood up here and she told you. She told you what she did. Praise the Lord. She professed. She professed Jesus, and uh, I just, I praise God for all of that. Well, turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 4. As we continue this, as we continue this journey, the history of the early church, the Acts of the Apostles, this book that, this book that Luke has, has written for us. This book that can, that can teach us a lot, that can teach us an awful lot, right here at the, right, right here at the, at the, at the, the, the beginning of, of this new work in this place, of Mission Community Church. We can learn a lot, we can learn a lot from what we're, what we're seeing right here. I want to go to the Lord in prayer for a moment. Um, folks, I want you to be praying about what's going on downstairs. You, you know, we, we've, we, we see some fruit, don't we? We see some fruit of, of what's happening in our children's ministry. In our, and and you've got to understand, we made a huge change. We made a huge change to what's going on downstairs. There is a, there is a new curriculum. It, it, it's not a new Bible. It's not a new gospel. But, uh, but a, new way, a new way to deliver what we're delivering. Okay, and, and, it's, and it comes with some challenges. It comes with some things that we're working through, and we're going to make it better each and every week. We're going to make it better for the children. We're going to make it better for the leaders. 
You notice who I said first. We're going to make it great for the children. We're going to make it, we're going to make it good for the leaders. And, and, I, and I hope it's going to be something that will really, really help us to um, have a, just a strong, just a strong, dynamic um, children's church downstairs. So I, I want to pray about that this morning. Um, there are some that have um, special prayer needs and, and things of that nature. So as I pray, I want you to be praying with me. And uh, let's go to the Lord. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, I do thank you and praise you, Father, for Allison's decision. And Lord, I pray, I just lift her up right now and just pray over her life and pray, Father, for all that you will do in and through her life. And Lord, um, and Lord thank you for her boldness. And uh, Lord, I pray for, for the other children in our, in our children's ministry. Lord, I pray that they too hear the gospel clearly. I pray that they come to that, to that moment of decision where, where they ask Jesus, where they ask you to be Lord of their life. And Lord, um, and Lord as, we think about, um, as we think about our children's church, as we think about um, this, this, new, um, this new method of delivery, Lord, Lord I, I just pray that you would uh, help us um, to, to understand that you would help us with all that we need in that, and that Lord, um, and, and, and that Lord, um, children will hear the gospel and they'll hear it clearly, and have an opportunity, and, and they'll and they'll do it, and they'll and they'll and they'll enjoy it. They'll have fun in it, and Lord, um, and Lord, it won't it won't stress our leaders too much. Lord, um, Lord, just praying over those with special needs this morning. Um, pray for Robert Clark, um, man in a hospital right now from a heroin overdose, and Lord, clinging to life. Lord, pray for Trevor. Pray for this doctor's visit that, that he has coming with this neurologist. And uh, Lord, just, um, just pray, Father, in all these different settings, all these different situations, Lord, that you would um, rule and reign in, in, in every case. Lord, you are the great physician. You are the one that is able to heal us um, before we ever see a doctor. But Lord, I just pray that you, would, um, that you would watch over each and every one in a special way. Father, and that you would, um, Father, that you would take care of what only you can take care of. Lord, that you would do a work in each of our lives. That, Lord, we would, we would know your presence. We would know your presence. Lord, I lift up Becky this morning as she's, um, she's at home sick. And Lord, just, just praying, that, praying that you would touch her as well. And Lord, we give you the praise, the honor, the glory. Father, I, I ask now that you, would, um, that you would decrease me, that you may be increased. Lord, and I pray that, I pray that, is, that what is heard is, is truly from you. So Lord, we love you, we honor you, we praise you. All this you most precious and holy name. Amen. So Acts chapter 4. And let me, again, set the stage so that you know, you know what's, um, what's been going on. You remember that verse, Acts 1-8? And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. You remember that? Never forget that. Never forget the power of the Holy Spirit in, in our lives. And, 
as, as, Peter, as Peter is um, showing over and over and over again the power of the Holy Spirit in his life, the power of, of a life filled, filled by the Spirit and what, and what he is able to do, what he is able to do. So, so, Peter, so Peter and John, they, they go to the temple to pray in the ninth hour, and while they're going to the temple, they're entering through the beautiful gate, that Nicanor gate, and and there is a man that has been lame since birth, and they and and that that man um, speaks to them, um, seeking alms, seeking an offering, seeking money. But but money they did not give him that day. That day, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, he received healing. He was healed to the point that he that he stood up, he leapt, he ran. And he went into the temple with them. And they, and, and Peter began, because the people were amazed, Peter began to preach. Peter began to preach, and, and, and Peter did not hold back. And he let them know, and he let them know that they, that they were the ones that had crucified Jesus. But the grave could not hold him. The grave could not hold him, and three days later, he arose he arose and we celebrated and we celebrated as we celebrated every day but we celebrated it last week did we not and peter is preaching and there are people there are people there that you remember the the captain of the temple you remember the priest you remember the sadducees they were all there they were all they were all within hearing of Peter's message. And guess what? They didn't like it. They didn't like what they had heard. And so they arrested. They arrested Peter and John. And they brought them into their midst and they talked to them about they talked to them about what they had been preaching about. What what he had been teaching about. And now they're coming to the point of Wanting to figure out, of wanting to figure out what they're going to do next. Got a pretty good idea of where we are? Got a pretty good idea? Remember, the Sadducees were that, were that group, they, they were the aristocrats, okay? They, this was the wealthy, this was the wealthy of them. And, and, and you can just see the hierarchy, you can see the hierarchy of the Sanhedrin, you can see the, the hierarchy of, of the 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 temple and so on and and those are the ones that have been that have truly been um I'm just going to I'm just going to be nice and say touched by this message. They've been touched by this message. So so here we go in um in reading on. Starting in verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men they marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. 
So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. May God bless the reading of his word. So this, all because, all because a man has been healed, he has been healed to wholeness after, after being lame from birth. And we see now over 40 years old. Over 40 years old. So, so as, as, you, as you get your, your minds around this, now when they saw the boldness of Peter, what does boldness look like? What does boldness look like? And, and, and as, I, as I pondered that, as I, as I, looked, as I looked at that, and, and you, you know, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, preached with boldness, and it didn't matter who was hearing the message. It did not matter who was hearing the message. When we were in South Africa this last time, Pastor Chris, and oh, by the way, Pastor Chris says, hello, everybody. Talk to him on Friday. And he, um, he just wanted everybody to know that, um, that things are well in South Africa. But anyway, Pastor Chris said to us, he said to us, he said, I saw great boldness in you all. And I had to ask, I said, what? What did we do? He said, he said you, you preached the gospel to people that we would have never spoken to because of their place in the Zion Christian Church. The Zion Christian Church in, in Africa is a false belief. It's a false teaching. And, and there are, just like in the temple, there is a hierarchy of people. And we obviously sat among some of those leaders some of those leaders. We sat among them, but you know what? All we did was went everywhere we went and shared the gospel. If, if, they, if they gave us a moment, we shared the gospel. Every, everywhere that we went. Every time we had a chance, every time we sat around in a group of people, we shared the gospel. We didn't ask them for their background. We didn't ask them for what's going on and all this kind of stuff. We, we simply shared the gospel. And I tell you, it was, it was the easiest thing, it was the easiest thing that, um, that we really, I mean, it was, it was the thing that we always knew we were going to be doing. And Peter and John, now you, you, gotta, you, you have to understand, Peter and John knew who they were sharing this message with, and yet they didn't back down. And yet they didn't water it down. Peter spoke, Peter spoke with boldness. Therefore, therefore, they saw boldness. They saw courage. 
They saw strength. They saw power. They saw what it looks like. They saw what it looks like when, when, when a man stands and boldly proclaims Christ. And boldly proclaims Christ. Now, look at the way they described him. They said, and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, therefore they marveled. Now, let, 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 me, let me tell you what that was. It wasn't that they were necessarily saying that these were stupid men. It wasn't that they were saying that. What they were saying was these men had not been trained in the rabbinical school that all the rest of them had. Okay, in other words, they didn't go to that, they didn't go to that, let me just say a seminary, okay? So, so you, you have an understanding of, of a rabbinical school where, where, where they're taught, by, 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 where they're taught some, by some great teachers. Taught by some great teachers. But see, there was something lacking in their teaching. And that, that was lacking in their teaching was Jesus. Was Jesus. And, but look at what they said here. See, they, they were amazed by this. I, I heard a, I, I spoke to a retired preacher. I got, I'll just throw this out. I spoke to a retired preacher the other day. And, you, you know, we, I've, I've heard this over and over again. I hear it in South Africa more than any other place, but I, but I think it to be the case everywhere. And, and he said, um, seminary prepares a man to be a pastor like riding a tricycle in the Indianapolis 500. Did you catch that? Seminary prepares, prepares a man to be a pastor of a church like riding a tricycle in the Indianapolis 500. So there's, so there's obviously another piece there that that a person needs, and, and, and I tell you, the, the, the ground that a person needs is they need that practical training. They need that practical teaching of what it is, of what it is to pastor a church. But, but look at this, because Peter and John got that practical, and look, look, look at where it's coming. And it says, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. They realized that they had been with Jesus. Now, the thing is, they saw the boldness in Peter and John. They heard, they heard the boldness in, in Peter's preaching. But, but guess what they were hearing? Guess what they were hearing? They were hearing Jesus all over again. They were hearing his words all over again. They were hearing the same things that he had taught, the same things that he had preached. They were hearing all of those things over again through these men. You know what? That's what people ought to hear from preachers today. People today ought to hear preachers preaching God's Word, preaching the words of Jesus. And that is, and that's what they were hearing. And, and oh, by the way, do you think they were happy with that? Do you think that they were happy to be hearing Jesus again? Do you know that the same people that Peter and John are sitting before right now are the same ones that tried them and found, and found Jesus guilty? The same ones that took him, that, that, that sent Jesus to Pilate? The same ones that would not allow Pilate to let him go? Instead, they demanded that he be crucified. And you know what they thought had happened with that crucifixion? They thought it was over. 
They thought they were done with him. They thought they were done with him. But oh no. Three days later. Three days later he arose. Up from the grave he arose. With a mighty triumph. Or his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain. And seeing the man, <laughs> here's another one of these. Here's another one of these things. So you, you know, as you're as you're as you're looking at this, and as you're understanding this, because because those the captain of the temple, the priest, the Sadducees, you know what they wanted this to go away. They didn't want to deal with this again. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. In other words, in other words, not only, not only were Peter and John there, and Peter was preaching boldly in the name of Jesus, but but a but a miracle had occurred. What is a miracle? A miracle is something that only God can perform. Something that only God can do. A miracle had occurred, and here this man. Lame since birth stood before them, stood before them, whole. They all knew him. They all knew him. They had walked by him who knows how many times. And many had probably done everything they could not to walk by him. And then, and then here's, the, here's, the way, here's the way things like this go. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves. Okay, so here's what I was reminded of. I was reminded of an ordination council. Many of you in here have been a part of it, whether you were on the grilling end or you were on the um, getting grilled in. Okay, whichever side you were on, that, that, so, so an ordination council, a group, of, um, a group of pastors and lay leaders and all of that come together and, 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 they, and they, um, they ask the candidate um, a lot of different questions. And, and you're kind of, you're on the spot. You're on the spot for a little bit of time. And then after it's over, after you have finally answered all their questions, then you're asked to leave. You're asked to go out, and, and you know what's going to happen while you go out. They are going to talk about you, okay? They are going to talk about you, and, and, and once, they have, once they have decided, once they have decided what they go, they're going to decide, then they bring you back. Now, some would find it interesting that I'm using an ordination council to talk about this same kind of thing, Okay? It's actually a, a lot more gentler and kinder in an ordination council. Um, I would like to think. <laughs> I would like to think. I, I guess it's your perspective on your experience. But, but anyhow, so, so, they, so they sent them out. Now, I want you to understand something. All right, so you're in a hostile crowd. You're in a hostile crowd. Okay? Picture this with me for just a moment. Get your mind where my mind is. You're in a hostile crowd. Now, it didn't say that they went out with guards. Okay, you're in a hostile crowd who, who, has, the ability, who has the ability to do a lot to you. 
Okay, you got me? You with me? And they tell you to go out. They tell you to go out away from them for a moment. Okay, they tell you to go out. What would, what would human nature, what would human nature do? Do you think? Do you, do you think human nature might cause some to just keep on going? Okay? I knew not to go out that door because I was going to be locked out. That would have been funny. But, but they didn't do that. They didn't do that. They didn't, they didn't run. They didn't leave. You see what I'm saying here? Now, there are going to be other situations where they're going to be commanded to run. But they didn't leave. Because you know what? Because you know what? God had this. And God was using them in this. And so, so they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? What could they do? What could they do? What could they do? Look, look at Luke chapter 12 for a moment. Luke chapter 12. I read the Matthew version. I'm just going to read a piece of the... Um, Look at Luke chapter 12, verse 4. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. You know that, you know that Acts, Acts 1.8 where it talks about witnesses? You know that word, that word ties to the word martyr? Do you know that there have been people that have lost their life for their faith? That have given their life for their faith? Do you know that there will probably be others who will give their life for their faith? And so, so these, whether or, not, whether or not these religious leaders could actually do it, they had connections to the ones that could. Okay, and you remember who their connection was? You know who their connection was to? The Roman government. They were connected to the Roman government. The Roman government could do this. Okay, they had just proven it, had they not. So they could do so they could do everything up to take a man's life. For indeed, that a notable miracle, a remarkable sign, a notable sign, whatever translation you're reading, has been done through them is evident to all. What does all mean? All means all, and that's all that all means. In other words, everybody that saw that man standing before them knew that something miraculous had occurred in him. You get you with me? You with me? They everybody knew, everybody knew that in the name of Jesus, that in the name of Jesus this man was healed. And and it didn't say that a miracle occurred by Peter and John. It said a miracle occurred through Peter and John. Through them. We are a channel. We are a vessel. We are the means through which God works. We don't do it. God does it through us. God does it through each one of us.
through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem. And look at this, and we cannot deny it. It was an undeniable, it was an undeniable proof. And what was the proof? Say it loud, don't be afraid. And the man was healed, and what was he doing? He was, and, and what was he doing? He was standing there with his brothers. He was standing there with Peter and John, okay? He was standing right there with them. And you know what? When they rose, when, when, when Jesus when Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead, you remember that? When Jesus spoke after Lazarus had been in there for how long? Four days, okay? Because that was when they said the spirit left the body. There was no chance of any kind of life or anything like that. Jesus spoke, Lazarus arose, and then Lazarus, and then Lazarus walked about the town. Now, what did the leaders want to do to Lazarus? They wanted to kill him. Why did they want to kill him? They wanted to get rid of the proof. Okay, so I'm quite certain that this lame man healed was not in the greatest of places, but he didn't care. He didn't care because Jesus had touched him, okay? And he was whole again. And, and, and folks, I tell you this, I tell you this, you want to you wanna know what boldness looks like? Be touched by Jesus. Be touched by Jesus. And, and, and I tell you what, and I tell you what, you can stand up in front of people and you can do things that you don't feel comfortable with and you can, and you can say things and you can say things that the Lord leads you to say. And, and, and you know what? It makes a difference. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they should speak to no name, no man in this name. That they should speak to no one. What would you do if you were given that order? What would you do if you were given that order? That you were not to speak the name of Jesus to anyone else. I have decided to follow Jesus. I told you that story. That man watched each one of his family members killed. And they killed him last. And he, and he penned that song. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. Still I will follow. Every time he said another verse, they killed another member of his family. And, but he never backed down from it. And it's amazing that the song even made it out of that place. But, so they were going to threaten him. They were going to tell him. They were going to tell him, you will not speak in this name any, any, any longer. They wanted, they wanted the name of Jesus to be eradicated from the world. Okay? And these were religious leaders. These were religious leaders. Are you hearing me? These were religious leaders. These were the ones, these were the ones who, st- who stood and read Keeping in mind, New Testament's being written as we're speaking, okay? But, but the, uh, 
but they had the Old Testament. They were the ones that would stand and read. They were the ones that supposedly knew. And they were the ones that had crucified Jesus. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. All right, so that's the decision they made, was to tell them that, and they told them that. Now, here's Peter. And Now, they saw boldness. They saw boldness in what he was preaching. I claim to you that you're about to see boldness right now. You're about to see it right now. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God you judge. What have they just said? What have they just said? Is it right to listen to our government leaders? Is it right to listen to our government leaders? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We, we, are, we, are, we are taught in this word to submit to our government leaders. We are taught in this word that we are to obey um, authorities. We are to obey authority. And folks, where does that start? Where does that start? It starts at home. It starts at home by children being taught to obey the authority of their parents. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. And then it, and then it grows and goes from there. It grows and goes from there. And you know what? When, 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 they, when, they, are, when they are leading and when, they, when we're to obey, there are things that we are to obey. Where it becomes, where it comes in question is when it goes against the Word of God. When it goes against the Word of God, then you have a choice to make. And as a believer, and as a believer, we're taught that, that God takes precedence over all of it. That God's Word takes precedence over it. And you sit there and you, and, and, and I'm not an insurrectionist or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not teaching you to, I'm not teaching you to defy government, but I am teaching you to know the Word of God and live the Word of God, be peaceable among all men, but know this Word and know where you know where you can and know where you cannot. Know where you must and know where you must not. Understand this. Know this. That's what, that's what Peter and John are answering right here. Who we listen to and what we listen to, God makes that determination. For we cannot but speak the things we have seen and heard. Do you know that John, even when he was exiled to the island of Patmos, as, he, as, he was, as, as the book of Revelation unfolds, God was still revealing himself to John, even in that place. Even in that place where man said, well, if you're going to keep, keep on doing this, then we're going to put you where there's, where, where there's nobody else. Or so they seem. Or so they thought. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. In other words, we have no choice. We have no choice. They had been with who? They had been with Jesus. They had been with Jesus. They walked with him for three years. You talk about a seminary education. 
You talk about the greatest education um, a group of men could ever, could ever receive, a group of women could ever receive, was to be with Jesus and to walk with Jesus, to hear him, to hear him and to see what he was doing and to see how much he loved people. Then they watched him get nailed to the cross. They watched him get nailed to the cross. They watched him die on that cross. And they too thought it was over. You understand that? They too thought it was over. They thought it had ended because this had never happened before. Even though people had been raised from the dead, guess what? Those that were raised from the dead in those situations, guess what they did? They died again. But it had never happened like this where, where with, with, no one, with, with no one supposedly involved, Jesus rose from the grave. Jesus rose from the grave. God did that. God did that. And, and, and so, so now, and they've seen this. You remember? You remember that morning? You remember when they ran to the, ran to the tomb? The tomb was empty. Had a foot race. And, and then Jesus was seen. You, you, you know, they, they had no choice but to tell that. And do you not think, do you not think that that would change a person? Do you not think that a person could be changed by That's the reason I'm so confused by Judas Iscariot. But it was God's plan. It was God's plan and God knew the heart. God knew the heart. God knew what that man would and would not do. And so he used him for e- for an evil act. He used him in that way. There are some, and, 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 folks, and folks, here's the thing. There are some that are going to deny Christ right to their grave. They're going to deny Christ right to their grave. But you know what you need to do? You need to love them every moment up to that point. You need to love them every moment up to that point because they need Jesus. They need Jesus. And then it goes on, and it says, So when they had further threatened them, they let them go. They let them go, finding no way of punishing them. Now, now listen to this. Because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. You know what this, you know what this says? You know what they were more concerned about? You know what they were more concerned about? They were more concerned about the people than they were about God. They were more concerned about what these people could do. And, and, and you know what? Here, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're, we're having an issue. We're having an issue in our rebranding right now. Okay? We're having an issue in our rebranding. We cannot get a man, we cannot get a man to do what he said he would do. And he's even got some of our money. And we cannot get that man to do what he said he would do. And, and, and you know, and, and, and here, here's, the, here's the thing. You, you know what I think it's going to take? I think it's going to take the people, the people standing up, the people standing up. Because, because you know what? When, when more than one voice is heard, I think, I think people finally hear. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. A notable miracle had occurred. 
a notable miracle had occurred. And, and, and there was no denying it. And, and who did the people gl- give glory to because of what had happened? Gave glory to God. Gave glory to God because Peter and John did not take um, credit for the miracle that had occurred. You understand that. The miracle occurred through them. God received the glory. God received the glory. When God receives the glory, when God receives the glory, you, you know what? It said that, that scores of people got saved because of all of this. Because of, because of this, this whole thing. People got saved. People came to a saving knowledge of the Lord. Folks, folks, you, you know what? There are times. I, we keep telling you about this Petersburg Baptist Association thing. Conveniently, conveniently, they have refused to meet with us all the way through this. Now, the next meeting of the executive council is, the, is April 16th. Is April 16th. And see, they were instructed in the last meeting, you will work with this church and work this out. They're going to meet with us one hour before the executive council meeting on their turf. That's how this has played out. This is another one of those things. So I'm inviting my entire leadership team, everybody that's here, come on with me. Come on with me. Let's, let's go. Let's go sit down with these folks. And let's see if we can't have, let's see if we can't have a, a God-sized conversation about a God-sized thing. Folks, there are things that are, that are going on all around us that, you, you know what, we've got to trust the Lord. We've got to trust the Lord in these things. We've got to trust the Lord in these things. And, and, and you know what? If it's time to stand, it's time to stand. It's time to stand as a body united, as a body united in Christ, if, 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 that's, if that's where we are in this, and you know what? And, and you know what? I, I, don't think that, I don't think that any of these things that I'm naming is going to cost any of us our lives. I don't think that's going to be the, the outcome here. I, I'm praying that our testimony remains intact through these things, but, but they need to hear they need to hear the voice of Mission Community Church. And when I say they need to hear the voice of Mission Community Church, let me say it this way. They need to hear the voices of Mission Community Church in these things. You know, we, you, you hear all the time about calling congressmen and calling senators and all this kind of stuff about, I'd love nothing more than to get there next Monday night. Next Monday night and people say, man, what is it with your people? What is it with y'all calling us on the phone? I'm just saying. I, I, just, I just said that. And this other thing where we can't get this man to do what he's supposed to do. So we're going to pray for this man. But we're also going to hold this man accountable. Hold this man accountable or give us our money back. Give us the money that we've given you back. Okay? I mean, I, I, 
If you ask me, if you ask me, I don't, I don't see anything wrong in holding people accountable. So, and again, may our boldness, may our boldness be seen in who we are for the Lord. For this man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. Folks, there, were no, there was no denying, there was no denying what God had done in this man's life through the name of Jesus. He had been touched and changed forevermore. No matter what happened to him beyond that, no matter what happened to him beyond that, Jesus had done a miracle in his life. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we love, honor, and praise you. Lord, we, we thank you. And Lord, um, Lord I, I lift up... Um, I lift up every person in this place. Lord, I lift up Bam right this moment. Lord, and I pray that you would um I pray that you would move in that man's life. I pray that you would move in that man's heart. I pray, Lord, that I pray, Lord, that he would um would do the right thing. And Lord, um, and Lord, we just want to give you praise for, for Peter and John for the other disciples, for those that have walked according to your will. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in Jeff and Barbara Singerman's life and how you're bringing healing to Jeff. And Lord, just continue to pray over him. And Lord, um, Lord, again, we just want to give you the praise, the honor, the glory. Lord, if there be one here that doesn't know you, Father, I pray that they would, um, that this would be their day of salvation. I pray that they would that they would understand there's power in your name. You have, you have the ability and you have made a way for us to be saved. I thank you for my salvation. I thank you for the salvation of everyone that's in this room that, that has called upon the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray. I, fr- I pray for boldness and courage as, as we walk. I pray, Lord, that you, would, um, that you would do a tremendous work in this place. That you would do a tremendous work through each one of us. And that the gospel would go forth. The truth would be proclaimed. And no matter who tells us that we can't, we'll listen to you. We love, honor, and praise you in your most precious name. Amen. Let's stand together.